This is Horsepower Happenings. Tear up the body panel, fine. You know, you can bend those. You could have destroyed the whole race car, if not worse. I don't have any problem racing each other and trading paint and moving people. I mean, that's it's a short track bull ring. This right. is not Daytona. It's in the Motor City. But I do know also one thing. By the time I'm his age, I'll have more than 100 wins, and I promise you that. With Zach Heiser. Fager leads him down on the bottom side of the racetrack. Moyer trying to make something happen on the top shelf. Big run. He'll cross over now down the back straightaway into turn number three. Moyer puts the binders on Fager nearly on the bike and rich friends any progress Zach, that they made on the last stop they ruined on this one so now they're really trying to get this thing off the ground hey guys this is Oregon. this is three-time dirt car ump national champion rusty schlank this is bobby santos this is travis stemler this is travis Braden. this is andrew shy david melke josh fry ryan rule and this is horsepower happenings Good evening, race fans. Welcome in to Horsepower Happenings. It's a beautiful September Monday evening. There's a touch of a chill in the air, but that means that special races are here, and it's an interesting time of the season. We'll dive into that. So much content to cover. Three great interviews lined up tonight. But right now, let's see what's happening in a Motor City Minute. Mid-Ohio Sports Car Course played host to the NTT IndyCar Series on Sunday afternoon. Andretti Autosport swept the podium with Colton Herta winning, Alexander Rossi second, and Ryan hunter Ray in third. Michigan native Brad Keselowski punched his ticket to the next round of the playoffs after winning Saturday night in Richmond with the NASCAR Cup Series. Sheldon Hondenshield found his way to his fifth World of Outlaws NOS Energy Drink Sprint Car Series victory Saturday night at Dodge City Raceway by nearly one and a half seconds over Parker Price Miller. And finally, the birthday boy, Hudson O'Neill, celebrated in style, winning the Bob Miller Memorial River Days Rumble from Portsmouth Speed uh, Raceway. Uh, that was with the Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series. The win is O'Neill's first since joining PCC Motorsports. Those things and so much more happening tonight. Good evening. I'm Zach Heiser. Rich France joins me uh, from the Social Distance Studios. What's going on, Richard? Man, Zach, I had a great time. My track opened up. Uh, I was at Toledo Speedway. We had a bunch of fans there. It was a great time. Uh, I just, I was beyond myself. It was just, I waited all summer for that. And we got lucky and it happened. Well, talk to me about uh, some of the other racing that happened around the season. I know our series, uh, I know you had some fun, but the country saw some really great action on the dirt uh, down in Ohio as well. Exactly. And on a night, Zach, where the top five saw comers and goers left and right in the 67 lap, $50,000 to win feature. It was ultimately a tale of two men when the inaugural Intercontinental Classic concluded at Eldora Speedway. For Kyle Strickler, it was arguably the most agonizing and excruciating loss of his career. The high side tickler controlled 65 of the 67 laps. He even led by two and a half seconds with five laps to go. And let's be honest, Zach, he had the race won. However, it all changed when the white flag flew, suffering a flat right rear. Uh, the Mooresville, Mooresville, North Carolina native had his first ever crown jewel win painfully stripped from his grasp on the final lap. Uh, instead of a trip to Eldora's victory stage, the 37-year-old had to settle for the most bitter sixth-place finish of his life. And for Jonathan Davenport, it was the latest chapter in an ever-expanding legacy that Superman is building at the at the Big E, uh, capitalizing 
by being in the right place at the right time. Davenport played his cards right and was ready to pounce when Strickler's right rear went away. Leading only one lap of the 67 lapper, Davenport etched his name into the record books as the winner of the Inter Intercontinental Classic, a spectator only, a spectator, a spectator free event uh, in place of the 50th World 100. Uh, continuing his run as a modern day Eldora legend, the Blairsville Georgia native won his fourth September special at Eldora in the last six years with this $50,000 payday, adding to his World 100 titles in 2015, 2017, and 2019. Uh, Josh Richards and Shannon Babb picked up $10,000 wins in the first two events of the Intercontinental Classic on Thursday and Friday. Well, Rich, we want to send out congratulations to a friend of the program, Republic Ohio native Cap Henry, put another feather in the cap of an impressive 2020 season. He picked up the AFCS Challenge Series Championship Saturday night after a third-place finish at Fremont Speedway in Ohio. And if that wasn't enough, that came just one night, Rich, after Henry was crowned the 2020 Attica Raceway Park Track Champion in the 410 Sprint Car Division. Obviously, those are separate uh, classes. So one weekend, two championships for Cap Henry. Congratulations to him. And congratulations, by the way, to Attica Raceway Park, Rich. They were with many racetracks in Ohio who struggled to get the season started, and they wrapped that up over the weekend. So congrats to them on getting that season in. Absolutely. And, Zach, I only had to wait two stories to read my story from this weekend. Isn't that great? <laughs> Uh, I had a chance to uh, house announce at Toledo Speedway on Saturday, and Sam Mayer had never turned a lap at Toledo Speedway, Zach, before June. Now, he may be ready to call it his new home. The 17-year-old from Franklin, Wisconsin, posted a near-perfect day Saturday en route to winning the Royal Truck and Trailer 200 at the Half Mile Oval. It's the third straight win at Toledo for the youngster. Mayer was fastest in practice in his number 21 Lynn Family Foundation Chevrolet, won his first general tire pole award uh, in the Arkham Menard series, and then led 165 laps to win by over three seconds uh, to beat Chandler Smith. Ty Gibbs, Brett Holmes, and Taylor Gray would complete the top five. The win is uh, the third in four races for Mayer overall in Arca. He won the Arkham Menard series East race at Dover International Speedway on August 21st. And then uh, the Arca suit, Arkham Menard Series Sioux Chief. I always hated that when they came up with that. <laughs> the Sioux Chief Showdown Race uh, at Missouri's Lebanon I-44 Speedway on Saturday, September 5th. Uh, and, Zach, I did have a great day on the mic. I was working with uh, Arca Communications Manager Charlie Crawl. Uh, but when you don't use equipment for a year, you, you have some kinks to work out. So uh, I think we got those taken care of just in time for another huge weekend at Toledo coming up this Saturday that we'll talk about in just a few minutes. Were there kinks in the announcer's voice? That's what I want to know. How did things go for you behind the microphone? I think the announcer did a great job. <laughs> it would have went a lot. I thought he was probably one of the best I've ever heard. Wow. Uh, yeah, yeah, he was excellent. Um, but if the microphones would have worked the whole time, it would have been smoother and there would have been less frustration. But I think we got that worked out. We know uh, what was going on. We had TV there. We had everybody. And that's a lot of electronics that we were dealing with. But uh, so we won't have so much of that 
this Saturday. Good, good. Well, if that guy's so good, maybe we should get Charlie on the show if he's so good. Oh, you meant you. Meant you. Okay, all right. Yeah, good, good job. Next story, Zach. All Next right, story. here we go. Tri-City Motor Speedway wrapped up their 2020 campaign over the weekend with the annual Battle by the Bay. The weekend also served as the finale for the All-Star Performance Late Model Challenge Series supported by American Ethanol. Friday kicked off the two-day event with qualifying and odd-even features. McClure, Ohio's Rusty Schlank began the weekend by setting fast time with a 12.598. Schlank then went on to win the night's odd race. Not to be left out or outdone, Donamark Coulier was fastest in qualifying in his group with a 12.725. And then he went on to win the even feature event. Brian Osborne was there covering the action and uh, announcing on the evening. He was gracious enough to catch up with those two drivers for us after the race. We're over here in the pit area of Donamar Coulier, winner of the even qualifier race for day one, Battle by the Bay, Tri-City Motor Speedway. Uh, place your favorite track, place your great at and obviously great starting position with the pole that's part of the format but still uh just able to pull away set sail with this uh six m of yours and it just continues to be a great year for you yeah it's been an awesome year i mean it just shows you how hard we work on this by diamond i mean it's uh when we got this car new april we struggled with it for a while and we just kind of hit on something that's been awesome but uh it always helps too when you get a racetrack that's four lanes live and you can just run around it and uh, this place don't hurt tires but uh, we drew to two for tomorrow so i know it's 75 laps just gotta figure out what tire to put on the car and uh Hopefully do it again, get one more for the end of the year. Well, not, not, absolutely. We were talking with Rusty Schlink, too. It's going to be a different uh, format going straight into features, too. That's always got to kind of maybe keep you guessing, right? Yeah, I mean, the biggest thing is just the weather tomorrow. I don't know what the forecast. I know rain, but this kind of this racetrack can go from slick to wide open, so it's uh, it's just got such good clay on it. But uh, hopefully we can just gamble right, make the right calls, and uh, this will be our last weekend of the year, so hopefully we can pull one off and go in the winter and, and uh, just try to try to keep body panels on it and just uh, – like I just want to thank all my sponsors, you know, Patrick Plumbing, uh, Matt Ryan Engines, Dennis Craft Constructions, uh, All-Star Quick Car, Danny Knowles down in Tennessee, uh, McBain Body Shop, Roscom Auto Recyclers. Oh, yeah, a whole bunch on this car. But uh, McBain, Jimmy's Collision, Randall's Collision, uh, just uh, anybody that helps me out on this race car. I mean, like I said, White Diamond BJ, uh, without those guys' support, I wouldn't be able to do this. No doubt. Donna, good luck in the big one tomorrow. For Rusty Schlenk, uh, driver out of McClure, Ohio. Rusty wins the... Uh, odd qualifier for night one of the Battle by the Bay here at Tri-City. And, um, you know, hard race at the front or at the beginning. And you got in the right spot and you were able to just set sail with this 91 of yours. I mean, it seemed to be, I mean, relatively easy. Yeah, we. Uh, I knew we had a pretty good car tonight. Uh, qualified fast time. And uh, I felt like we made the right adjustments there for the feature. We tried some stuff uh, trying to get ready for the 75 lapper tomorrow. So uh, I'm glad it worked. The car was pretty good. Uh, I need to get a little bit better to beat that six car over there. He's been pretty good. So uh, lap time wise, we're pretty comparable. Um, pretty excited about tomorrow. We got a long race, but um, yeah, it was. Uh, I knew once we get out front, we'd be pretty good. It's smooth sailing. This place is all about clean air. Once you get out front, you can usually. Uh, it's hard to get around you at that point. No doubt, it's probably going to be a little bit of a curveball though tomorrow. Going straight into features. Granted, you have the sport divisions, but still, just going right in with no uh, no preliminaries. It's going to be a little different, probably. Yeah, for sure. It always uh, it's always good to get on the racetrack before the feature. Uh, kind of going into a blind at racetracks, or you know, I mean, racetracks or racetracks they change every day. So um, hopefully that weather holds off. Uh, if, it, if it does, I think we got a pretty good shot at that ten grand. All right. Thank you very much, and good luck tomorrow. Thank you. Appreciate it. Saturday, drivers prepared for a 75-lap showdown for a chance at $10,000. And for the, uh, I've lost count, Rich France, I don't know how many times, Dona Marcoulier goes to Tri-City Motor Speedway victory lane and takes $10,000 with him. Schlenk finished second with Travis Stemmler third. The run for Stemmler was good enough to secure the first-ever Challenge Series championship. 
which will bank him at $10,000 for his championship efforts. Brian Osborne again caught up with the drivers following the feature. Talking with uh, Dona Marcoyer, winner tonight. Dona, another $10,000 payday. Uh, the good success continues. Um, I mean, just talk, I mean, obviously great start in the front row, and I mean, this car just continues to be absolutely phenomenal for you. Yeah, I mean, it's just, uh, like, I, like I said, with Summer National Shows, I mean, just being up here with a wide diamond, this thing's awesome. Uh, I kind of mad at myself for running over a lap car, and I apologize to Cody, but I kind of tore the right side up, but we got all winter to fix it, so, but, uh, but thanks to my great sponsors, you know, Patrick Plumbing, Dennis Craft Construction, uh, Matt Ryan Power. I mean, this thing's, you know, wide open, slick. This motor's awesome. Uh, it's all my great sponsors. Jimmy's Collision, my tire guy, uh, Randall's Collision, uh, Main Body Shop, Ross Camarado Recyclers, you know, All-Star Quick Car, KBC Graphics. I mean, just everybody, my girlfriend, uh, my dad. I mean, without him, I wouldn't be here. Just uh, so everybody comes to help. Some of our friends and family. And uh, uh, just uh, everybody puts, a, puts their heart and soul in this race team. I know we kind of... We probably put three different setups in the race car before the rain, just kind of trying to figure out what would work, and we just kind of went back to our basic deal, and it's just uh, it's just been awesome. I mean, I mean, the car you could drive anywhere, top bottom. Just uh, this one thing takes to White Diamond and uh, Ronnie Stuckey, BJ, BJ Robinson. Without those guys, I mean, they're uh, they've definitely changed our program. No doubt, and tonight you not only get the feature win here, but you've already clinched your first ever track championship for Tri City Motor Speedway. Crazy to believe, huh? Yeah, I know. Well, we never committed here, and uh, I mean, with Mike buying a place, I mean, he's bought. I mean, just better shows. I mean, just. Uh, you know, we were talking, we had a little driver's meeting today with all of us drivers, and uh, we got big things for next year coming for the series. And uh, just, uh, like I said, if you want to race for some money, uh, Merritt, Tri-City, that's the way, that's the, that's the place to be. All right, made our way over. Travis Stemler, Travis finishing on the podium. Had a little battle there. Uh, Rusty Swing got you in the closing half, but you started out great first half of the race, and uh, still coming away with a solid top three. It just continues a great uh, year for the Challenge Series for you. You're the only driver to finish in the top ten every single race. Oh, this season's just been uh, a great season. Can't thank Inklum Racing, Chad and Kayla enough, and uh, Great Lakes Directional Drilling. You know, they uh, give us a great car and uh, excited for uh, to hit some races at the end of the year. Also, Travis, you uh, just uh, coming into this weekend, I think you already had it clinched, but you are the first ever champion of the All-Star Performance Challenge Series. I mean, what's this mean to you? Oh, it's awesome. You know, we lost the ethanol series, so uh, to win this one is uh, pretty exciting, and it's pretty cool for the first year with this team. All right, well, go through. Thank all the people you need to thank for helping you put this uh, car on the track each week. I got to thank Great Lakes Directional Drilling, uh, Anklam Racing, AP Smiley Contracting, uh, Cusack Collision. I got to thank uh, Positive Cleaning, Gary Shear and Patrick, McAllister Cat Rentals, uh, Heinz Tree Service, Helm Electric, Integration Shocks, Vermeer, Pro Power, XR1 uh, Rocket Chassis. Yeah, thank uh, Prime FX, Buddha's Drinking Team, Fist Trucking, Twisted Monkey. Bryn Transmissions right here in their backyard. We can't uh, thank them enough. And just everybody that's involved, Hotch, my crew guy, and uh, my family, my wife, my two kids, their support, and uh, uh, Grandpa and, and uh, my dad and my mom. And Stemler will join us later on in the show to expand on his season and uh, what he was able to accomplish this year behind the wheel of the number four machine and uh, rich we don't have him on the show this week but congratulations to rusty schlank on the uh, on the odd even feature win and another congratulations goes out to dota marcoulier for another ten thousand dollars i think all of their off-season expenses are pretty much paid for now <laughs> yeah we, you know i was i was talking to dota marcoulier a couple weeks ago he says i don't remember us winning this many big races big races yeah uh you know the hell tour was a huge race for him um 
but he, he felt pretty comfortable in his own backyard with them coming to town. So, no, he had a spectacular season and really banked a lot of money. Speaking of feeling comfortable in their own backyard, you get one race under your belt at Toledo Speedway. And now, Rich, you're gearing up for one of the biggest late model races in our region for sure. It features Outlaw Super Late Models and Template Super Late Models. Talk to me about the Glass City 200. Well, Zach, coming up this Saturday, September 19th, it's the 32nd running of the Central Transport Glass City 200. Like you said, 100 laps for the ARCA Gold Cup Outlaw Super Late Models, 100 laps for the ARCA CRA Super Series powered by JEGS. Also, let's not forget the Victory Custom Trailers CRA Junior Late Models will also be in action on the short track. They'll be running heats and a feature event as well. Um, so really, it's, it's the uh, Glass City 225, right? Do I? <laughs> so really, it's the Glass City 225. Yeah, yeah. We well, I think last year was the first year they had you know the CRA Junior Late Models to yeah. to kind of expose them to it, and they put on a show. But uh, yeah, they the big show is the Outlaw Super Late Models and the ARCA CRA Super Series. You were there for the first time last year. Yeah. Um, what a show those two divisions put on. What a show they put on, and, uh, you know, what what a race that it was, Rich. Um, one that I see here in your notes is uh, very ironic. We watched Steve Needles go out of that race with mechanical problems. Talk to me about Steve. Oh, well, Steve Needles, he was one of the first to get his entry, and, and, you know, we know why, because that's the only thing that he has not won at Toledo. Um, he's had a chance to probably win three or four of those things, and, you know, like he, he said to us, I don't know if, I, if, if I'm if this is real or not. Am I supposed to win one of these? This is the one race I'm not supposed to win. But mm-hmm. he wants one of those Glass City 200 trophies so bad. Uh, so Steve Needles on the entry list. He will be there. Also, uh, the entry list is awful impressive. Uh, 16 as of today. Uh, and we still have most of the week to go. Zach, I think we're going to be over 20 cars. For the glass city for the outlaw portion of the glass city 200 uh frank giovanni the 2019 flat rock speedway late model champion already entered as is the hurricane scott hans he's entered with a second car as a teammate to giovanni that looks awfully like a junior hanley uh throwback mm. to the days when junior hanley drove the orange and blue number 72 well that's what scott hans is going to be driving uh, out of dick barker's shop so he'll be in as well. The 2013 Glass City 200 champion, Dennis Strickland. Caden Lapsovich, the defending champion, who we had on the show after his win. He's coming back to defend and will be pulling double duty. He's also going to run in the Arca Serie Super Series event, as is Brian Bergacre. He's going to pull double duty. I, I texted Brian today. He texted me back. Yep, I'm doing both. So I think that's awesome for Brian. Uh, and then the other guys, uh, Joe Haas, Steve Cronowet Jr., and Midvale, I think he's won six or seven times. Brandon Short will also be, is also entered for that event. So there are some very, uh, very top dogs for that Outlaw Super Late Model class that uh, that's already on the entry list, and I think it'll just get better. Well, and, uh, you know, you talk about Outlaw Super Late Model Racing, and they are a great division in their own right, but how about that ARCA CRE Super Series this year, Rich? They've had multiple different winners, really good racing at every track they've been at, close, side-by-side, even a little bit of contact, some drama as well. Toledo's not a place where you want to get back at anybody by any means uh, as far as the drama goes, but as far as good race car drivers go, we're looking for a lot of really t- uh, really talented individuals to be there this weekend. 
Absolutely. And we had a gentleman on the show a few, uh, few weeks ago, Brian Campbell. Uh, he verbally told us, yes, that's on his schedule. Yes, he is going. So uh, that was on Horsepower Happenings then. So he'll be there. Travis Braden has filed his entry. The defending Snowball Derby champion will be at Toledo Speedway uh, this Saturday, along with Greg Van Alst, the defending ARCA CRA Super Series champion. Josh Brock, the 2020 current points leader, also confirmed. Uh, along with Co Cody Coughlin, Logan Runyon also registered. Hunter Jack texted me today, says, hey, I'm sorry it took so long for me to text you back. We're at Toledo testing, but we are going to be there on Saturday as well. <laughs> so uh, I was on the phone texting. I had to find out if my guys and, and the friends of the program were going to be there, and, uh, and and they sure are. So it's uh, it's going to also Harold Fair Jr., who you usually see in an Outlaw Super Late model, uh, and Hayden Sprague out of that same Fair Racing Development shop. They'll both be there. Brandon Barney and Jeff Versick will also be there as well. It's early in the week, Zach, but uh, man, you look at these names, already a solid list for this year's Glass City 200. It's going to be a great race on Saturday, and uh, we're really looking forward to it, Rich. Again, a couple of important notes. Uh, the ticket office is going to be available, but um, may not be a good idea or may not be a bad idea to just go ahead and uh, get your tickets as soon as you can. Yeah, I did find out today that the main grandstands right under the scoring tower and at the start-finish line very few tickets left uh that is almost sold out if it hasn't now that i'm going by three or four hours ago so they those could have sold out there were very few tickets left there are tickets left in the big grandstands down in turn one uh those are available but i'm telling you zach anybody who see as this entry list comes out throughout the rest of the week these tickets are going to go online and if you are waiting and hoping that the 1500 tickets don't sell out you may not have a seat uh, on Saturday because that's the only way that you can buy them at the gate is if they don't sell out. So I would not wait. I would make sure you go online and get your tickets at ToledoSpeedway.com if you want to attend the, uh, the the 32nd running of the Glass City 200. Well, it's a premier event following another premier event. And uh, as of right now, the guy who wins premier events with the Arca CRE Super Series is not on the entry list. And that's 17-year-old Carson Hosevar. He took the lead on lap 18 and never looked back, holding off all comers to score the big $10,000 payday in Sunday's weather-delayed Money in the Bank 150 at Berlin Raceway. The event was to be ran on Saturday, but Mother Nature had other plans, so it became Portage Michigan drivers. It became the Portage Michigan drivers' first appearance at Berlin in over two years. Hosevar was the 2017 Super Late Model champion at Berlin and now has five career feature wins at the Marne, Michigan facility. Travis Braden, Boris Yorkovic, Brian Bergaker, and Johnny Van Dorn completed the top five. And, uh, Rich, it's our pleasure now to bring Carson onto the program. Yeah, Zach, we talked to this young man after his win in the Red Bud 400 back in July. Uh, then he went to Lebanon I-44 Speedway over Labor Day weekend and won there again. Picked up two wins down there this season. And if that isn't enough, he bagged the Money in the Bank 150 at Berlin yesterday in dominating fashion. All of that in between driving his Nice Motorsports number no. 40 in the, in the NASCAR Gander RV and Outdoor Truck Series ride. Always nice when he can find time to join us. Carson Hosevar, welcome to Horsepower Happenings. Hey, thank you. Thanks for having me on again. Man, uh, congratulations yesterday. It sounds like I, was, I wasn't able to make it out there because I was down at Toledo for the Menards race. But uh, it sounds like there wasn't a whole lot of drama going on at Berlin yesterday. No, we were, uh, you know, we're really fortunate enough to have a really good race car, a really good program, and to pretty much sync up the show um in less words than not to be able to lead 
132 of the 150 is um, definitely not a bad day at, at the office with uh, Zach Dunson and Va- our Van Dorn race car. Did uh, what was the deal? They they had to bring you in as as a were you the hired gun to take Evan Shotko uh, off of, off off of the top because nobody's been able to beat young, that young man until you showed up. Yeah, no, I mean everybody was uh, you know tough and whatnot and knew. Uh, you know, he would have a really good race car, especially, um, you know, he's been killing them there uh, on the local side. So to be able to come in and, and really put to the whole field, uh, more or less, is uh, definitely not an easy task. But um, it makes my job a lot easier when we have a really good race car. And Zach Dunson uh, really worked his tail off along with Butch and Johnny to get that brand new race car um, done in two and a half weeks um, to get it done in time to go money in the bank. What a sharp ride you were driving over the weekend as well. Talk to me about that new body they put on there. That thing looks really nice, all done up in your colors and everything. Uh, how did it drive? How did it perform? Obviously very well if you went to Victory Lane. Yeah, the new Gen 6 is definitely different. Uh, you know, I'll be frank. Um, you know, I was a huge fan of them when they first came out, just being, um, you know, not huge on changes. Um, um, but, no, overall, I've really um, slowly but surely – started liking them even more and i think it, they look really cool um you know i had a few concerns but once uh once i got to the racetrack with it, all my concerns were um you know out the window they definitely did a, a great job it's a great product for sure and i think uh you know overall i think it has more downforce and i think it's going to be better on the racetrack uh, do you plan on running that gen 6 body at uh, anywhere else this uh, this season and if so do you still have some reservations as you go to those other events no, I mean, I, I think uh, I think that's basically what we're going to have the rest of the year, um, you know, depending on keeping the race car clean. Um, you know, I think uh, we're going to plan on having that car as our primary for um, the Blizzard race next week, the All-American 400, uh, the Winchester 400, and the, and the Derby. I think that's our, our main primary. You know, if something happens to it, obviously we have our, our second car, which has uh, won both races at Missouri. Uh, to fall back on, but I think our our biggest primary is right now our Gen Six car. What do you What do you do to prepare to take that that body? And and that's kind of why I led you into this is to see if you were planning on you know the Winchester and and Nashville. Those two tracks are substantially bigger than uh, and I say bigger as in definitely longer straightaways uh, than what you get at Berlin. Um, what are you guys doing to prepare for that downforce and and what you're going to need to know with that car going into those races? Uh, I mean, I'm not really sure. Uh, I mean, I, I don't think any of us are 100% sure. Um, I think it's going to be finding that out at the racetrack. Um, you know, there's a few different things you can do with the front end. I feel like to you're, you're not going to want to rip the splitter off because there's a small splitter lip that we didn't have anymore or we didn't have previous. Um, so I think it's going to be just a little bit uh, of just trying to keep it off the racetrack and and just making sure, um, you know, you're you're not hard on it uh, on on any so, sort of circumstance. Now, h- how fun is this for you right now? We last talked to you. You really hadn't done a whole lot with the truck. You were kind of waiting to see what they were going to do with the schedule. Um, now they they, they kind of got the trucks up and running, and 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 you're really bouncing around doing something different every week now. Yeah, I mean it's been fun. Um, you know, I I leave tomorrow morning for. For North Carolina in preparation for Bristol on Thursday, and then right after Thursday we head down down to Florida for Friday Saturday race at uh, Pensacola for the Blizzard race. So 
Um, you know, it's a lot of driving uh, here and there, especially uh, with my mom. She drives me most places because she's terrified of me driving, uh, <laughs> especially during night. So, um, so she's definitely been uh, kind of regretting, uh, or not really regretting, but uh, kind of getting tired out at this point. But you know, um, you know, I really love doing it and i think she does too it's definitely very rewarding and um you know staying busy and and whatnot and to be able to win races in between that makes it a lot more uh you know rewarding i guess i think it's awesome that you mentioned your mom and and i love the fact that she uh is the one who's taking you you know not letting you drive at night even though you went to victory lane about what uh, four times uh, under the lights this year and uh um i think that's awesome what at 17 years old carson i forget that you're only 17 years old when i see you behind the wheel of an ascar truck and i see you winning all these races uh you know whether it be at berlin or with the arca cre super series um what I mean, do you forget that you're still only 17 years old? What do you do to still maintain that uh, normal 17-year-old life? Uh, I mean, I mean, I guess I don't really have that, uh, you know, especially uh, now with I've been having online school um, for the last few years, being in high school and whatnot. But, I mean, obviously now with COVID restrictions a little bit, everybody now has online school. So mm. I guess that kind of turned into the new normal they kind of caught up with you on that one didn't they (laughs) yeah they finally caught up with me on that one but no i mean i i enjoy it i love it um you know yeah it always reminds me uh that i'm 17 on the nascar side because uh you know darlington i wasn't able to run um because i I was scheduled to run and whatnot and uh nascar legal team uh had to step in because it was i think one hundredth of a or a few hundredths of a mile too big for what I was legal to do. So that kind of reminds me, especially going these mile and a half and having to sit on the sidelines. I'd love to finally get behind the wheel. So that kind of hits in my gut uh, just a little bit, but no, it's, uh, it's been fun. Um, I try to stay normal. I'll go to a uh, gym right after this, try to exercise and get ready for Bristol. You know, I was doing uh, just a little research trying to catch up on what you were doing and, you know, and then I came across and I said, man, it's been three years since he won the Berlin championship in the super late model. Um, man, you're almost like you feel like a seasoned veteran these days at your young age. Yeah, I mean, I guess so. Um, you know, after you do it for so long, um, you know, you kind of you kind of get comfortable and you kind of get really, uh, you know, confident. And that was the biggest thing I think this year more than anything is uh, being in those circumstances. I think I, I kind of caught myself this week uh for money in the bank leading uh, on one of the restarts just my mindset was totally different from the first money in the bank three years ago um you know what ended up getting taken out there but it, it was just the whole confidence of of knowing what to do and you know after winning a crown jewel event um you know the like the red button now the money in the bank to to have that confidence that you belong up front where um, you know, money in the bank was three years ago or whatever was my first ever, you know, I'd guess crown jewel was, you know, Stephen Wallace, Bubba Pollard, all them, uh, you know, right behind me. What was the emotion like for you? And maybe, uh, there was different emotion returning to a track where you have such deep roots, right? Where you have such strong ties, uh, a track where you had your first run in with NASCAR legal at, with, for your age. So you're an experienced veteran there as well. Uh, but what was it like to go back to victory lane at, at that racetrack for you? 
Uh, it was big for sure. Um, you know, I haven't been there in almost over a year now um, for a race. So to be able to come in uh, with a new new team, really, and new new race cars, to be able to come in and win first time out is definitely uh, no no easy task. So it's all the the job at the at the shop and all the work at the shop to to make sure that you come in really prepared and to finally kick off a crown jewel like the Money in the Bank. Um, you know, I feel like I was sort of cheated a, a few times or um, let one slip away for the Berlin 251 or Money in the Bank the last three years or, or even the Arca race, really, um, to finally finally solidify that, that big win there is uh, definitely special for sure. Was it like, uh, and, and here's the cliche question, right? Was it like getting uh, right back on a bicycle? Or did you have a, a, a lapse in remembering how to race that track? Or did you pick right back up on your marks? No, I mean, it's right back at a bicycle. You know, you, you have a thousand laps there for over countless or four or five years now. Um, I shouldn't say countless, four or five years ain't too much but uh, there's that feeling you know, like a veteran thing there's that feeling like a veteran he's gone from the track for one year rich <laughs> just giving you a hard time no, carson I, no absolutely no I, I mean after you you run somewhere i mean i feel like i know berlin at this point like the back of my hand um you know it's, a, it's like a second home and um you know you, you know every nook and cranny around that place um you know it doesn't take long to to get back up on the bicycle and get back to work now, I'm trying to make some plans for December. Please tell me I might run into you in Pensacola. <laughs> oh, absolutely. We'll be, uh, we'll be there for the Snowball Derby. Not running the flake this year. Um, you know, I, I think we really need to focus on, on the Snowball Derby. I think this is uh, our best shot um, to finally go run good there, at least, um, you know, really qualify in at that point, let alone, uh, you know, race for the win. Um, but, no, I think, uh, you know, we're getting ready for the Blizzard Series race this weekend. So, We'll have to wait and see finish fifth earlier this year there. So hopefully, you know, we may be able to pick up another one, but more importantly, just start working on our package and finalize and, and be ready for the Derby. You know, with the season you've had, uh, are you at the point now, Carson, where if you go to these uh, Winchester 400s and the All-American 400 and, and then go down to the Snowball, are you at the point right now this season where if you're not in contention to win, you and your team are going to be disappointed in your performance? Uh, I mean, I feel like uh, that's a fair assessment. Um, you know, I feel like if we were to run, you know, fifth at the All-American 400 or third or fourth or fifth, you know, if we're in the top five and in contention, it's hard to hang your hat on. But, uh, you know, at these crown jewels where, you know, there's no points on line, just a trophy and a big check, um, you know, all that matters and all that anybody remembers is the winner. So, um, you know, after you, you knock off a few crown jewels so far this year, um, you know, you're expected to win on yourself. And I feel like uh, as a fan or driver or analyst standpoint, I feel like you're almost expected to win or at least be in contention. So, um, you know, as long as you're in contention, it takes a lot to win these crown jewels, a lot to fall your way. Um, you know, as long as you have the speed and, and there at the end, I think you have a shot. Even if you don't win another race this season, Carson, I think 2020 is going to be a season you look back on in a couple of years and go, wow, we were we were really rolling that year. Um, who do you thank for all of your success this year as you move forward and, and look forward to those big races at the end of the year? Uh, more than anything, Zach Dunstan. He's worked his, his tail off all year, especially in the midst of COVID and everything. You know, He's worked his, his tail off, kind of got thrown to, to the wolves this year with totally different um, you know, being right in the shop um, with Van Doren definitely helped. But, um, you know, it's definitely 
he went from a, a crew member more sense um, for the last two years with me to the head runner of a, you know, a winning program now. So to be able to, for, to see him step up and, 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 and help me step up my game even more. And we both stepped our game up uh, immensely from last year to this year. Uh, he's been a huge help more than anything. Well, Carson, congratulations. Good luck. Look forward to seeing you at Winchester and in Nashville. And uh, maybe we'll get to talk to you in Victory Lane. Yeah, hopefully. All right, thanks, guys. You know, racers know, racers know, right? So you know how much things cost, you know what sort of quality you want, and you know the items that you're going to need to make your team successful. Hubco Manufacturing has you covered. You need a lift. They've got them. For $925, that's it. That's the lift. Lines, cylinder, pump, fittings, custom paint if you want it. You can have it, hubcolifts.com. Maybe you need the lights that hang off the back of the trailer so you can actually, I don't know, see what you're doing on your race car at the racetrack. Hubco has you covered. iRacing driver in the off-season, you want to be able to take your real steering wheel and play some iRacing? You need that converter that Hubco has. Check them out, hubcolifts.com, or find Hubco on Facebook. You can shop right there as well, and uh, they'll get you covered. You want to do it the old-fashioned way? That's fine. Call 269-838-0029. That's 269-838-0029 for Hubco. Luke Hubble will get you taken care of. Rich, it's time for our second interview of three for the evening. Let us know who we're talking to. Yeah, Zach, I was able to catch up with this gentleman um, on my lone trip this summer to Winston. Uh, he put it on the podium that night, did a very nice job. We didn't get to see him as much this season as we've seen him in the past. Uh, and he just picked up a very popular win at Thunderbird Raceway this weekend, makes his home in Greenville, Michigan. Nick Kurtz, welcome to Horsepower Happenings. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. Appreciate it. Hey, bud, first of all, uh, from Zach and I and everyone here at Horsepower Happenings, Motor City Racing Promotions, uh, our thoughts and prayers with you and your family uh, on the passing of your grandfather. I know it's been a tough couple weeks for you and your family. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I appreciate it, guys. Yeah, my uh, grandpa got us all started racing, you know, back when I was a kid and uh, he would always took me up to Berlin and stuff to watch uh, Johnny Benson up there. And so, yeah, he was definitely a big part of our life as far as racing goes. And uh, so it was good to pick up the win for him. Uh, definitely, definitely pretty emotionally stressful the weekend being back without him. But uh, we were able to pull it off. And, yeah, that was uh, pretty special to us. What was the conversation like last week when, when you and your dad and, uh, you know, I know your dad and I can only imagine uh, when you guys sat down and went, looked at that race car and went, okay, what, what are we doing? Uh, are we going to go anywhere this weekend? How, what was that like for you guys? <laughs> well, honestly, there was really no question. Uh, we just, we knew Grandpa would want us there. And so we really didn't have a doubt in our mind that we were going to go racing and we were going to give it, a, give it our all, you know, to try to go win it for Gramps. And we did that. So, uh, like I said, yeah, there was just no question in our mind. We absolutely knew what we had to do. We had to go race him. And uh, Grandpa wouldn't have wanted it any other way. He probably would have been yelling at me if I wasn't. So mm -hmm. that's what we did. Talk to me a little about racing out west there. You know, a couple years ago, you were the late model champion at Merritt. Um, talk, talk to me about, about running out there uh, in those two tracks that you've been spending all summer on. Yeah, I mean, uh, we just kind of – decided to make the move number one is to look closer to my work uh, i work over in coopersville eric kaiser manufacturing uh so friday nights just made sense for us to go up to winton it's only about 35 40 minutes from my work there and uh we so since we were racing winston on friday night with the american racers we decided to just kind of stick with them and uh had the thunderbird speedway on saturdays and 
honestly, we've been pretty impressed. Thunderbird's been real racy every week. Uh, it's been pretty good racing over there. Racetrack's been in real good shape all year. So uh, we've just been kind of trying to do something different. You know, we were up at Merritt for four or five years in a row and just kind of got a little sick of going to the same place all the time. So we just wanted to broaden our horizons a little bit and do a little bit of traveling around more and just kind of, you know, try out some different racetracks. You know, Nick, uh, with the traveling and, uh, you know, trying those two different racetracks, I'll be honest with you, I haven't seen your name a whole lot this summer, but I know that you've been having some fun. Uh, talk about your program this year and, and uh, how it's been building up to this win at Thunderbird. Yeah, I mean, uh, we've been uh, running pretty good. Uh, we just we keep getting, uh, unfortunately, kind of screwed by the draw. They, uh, <laughs> oh. they have that computer system and that kind of Get, that kind of gets us every now and again. Uh, they usually redraw the top 12, you know, for out of the heat races. So mm-hmm. uh, that makes it tough. You know, we haven't had very good draws uh, this year, and that's been kind of our downfall, honestly. And uh, so, we, I mean, we had a win earlier in the year at Winston and uh, a couple good, you know, top top two, top three finishes over there in Thunderbird. And, uh, yeah, we just – it seems like when we can start up front, we run pretty good. And, but uh, other than that, we just keep uh, getting hurt by the draw. Yeah, not like I said. I, you know, I only got out the one night uh, where we talked at the Bettenbaker Challenge uh, that you finished. Uh, I think you finished third there that night. Um, what? I guess it's difficult when you got to run up against the Ryan Vanderveen show every week, huh? <laughs> yeah, I mean uh, Ryan definitely has those American races figured out. Uh, definitely a whole different tire than the Hoosiers. Uh, obviously, you know we grew up all pretty much all our life running Hoosiers and. So the last, uh, the last year and a half has been a kind of a learning curve for us as well with going to the American racers. They're just quite a bit of harder tire and it takes a little bit of getting used to, you know, Ryan's got that figured out. He's ran them for a long time now and ran both those racetracks a lot. And so it's definitely, uh, you know, trying to, Vanderveen's definitely one of the ones to beat out there. That's for sure. And so he's, uh, he's no slouch. That's for sure. Talk to me about the, the change in tires, because that was one thing I didn't even think about with you going to Winston and Thunderbird after running Merritt for all those years. Um, how much different was that? Was there anything you had to learn how to do differently as a driver behind the wheel? Uh, yeah, I mean, they're definitely different. Uh, the American racers definitely seem to have a little more of a slide feel uh, than the Hoosiers do. The Hoosiers definitely have a little more grip. Uh, but, I mean, once you once you get the use to the grooving and the siphon of the American racers and uh, just, you know, set the car up just a little bit different. And uh, once you're used to all that stuff, it's really not that big of a deal. I mean, a tire's a tire. And uh, at the end of the day, everyone's on the same tire. So uh, it's really just a matter of getting used to them and knowing what you got to do to them to get them going. And, but once you got that figured out, you know, you usually take off pretty good. You know, uh, we, we glazed right over the fact uh, we, we now at the end of the year, we're just like, okay, Winston's open. They're running a full season and that's great. But, we glaze over the fact that that's a, a turnaround for for that racetrack. You know, for a couple of years there, the uh, balance of Winston was a big question mark. Um, how happy are you that that racetrack is fully operational, and, and how impressed have you been with the way it's been run in 2020? Yeah, I'm definitely uh, happy to see Winston running again. Uh, like you said, uh, there's the last couple of years has been uh, not really on the radar as far as Michigan racetracks. They haven't really been racing too much, and Dean over there this year just put a ton of work into trying to get the racetrack better every week and uh, giving back to the racers. He's been paying you know pretty good money each week, so um, I definitely think he's going in the right direction over there uh, with Winston. And uh, I think it'll, I think in the years to come, it'll be uh, definitely up there as far as one of Michigan's better racetracks. 
Well, uh, Nick, we are glad to have heard that you got a win at Thunderbird. I was, I was so, uh, I was really happy for you when I saw that post on Facebook. Take us through that two-day event uh, for Thunderbird. Obviously, end of the year, kind of a, a rolling Thunder blowout. And um, uh, what, what, what did it take for you to get that win on Saturday? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's this is actually our first rolling Thunder that we've gone to, so uh, it was all a little bit new to us as far as how the format goes and stuff. But um, pretty much the same as, you know, a lot of other two-day shows. It was just heat races Friday night, uh, and they had a Saturday night special there. And uh, really, it was just it come down to the redraw. We were able to get a decent, halfway decent redraw for the big show Saturday, uh, Saturday 6. And uh, Friday night, we didn't draw very good. And uh, started in the back of the heat race, ended up starting ninth in the heat race. And they were uh, redrawn top four, and we ended up finishing third. So that put us for the redraw for Saturday and had a halfway decent redraw for Saturday was a six, and we were able to pull her off. Uh, pretty uneventful race. I mean, take us through take us through the actual race there on Saturday. Yeah, well, I wasn't quite wasn't quite all uneventful, I suppose. There was a <laughs> couple late race cautions on uh, the white flag lap. There was two cautions back-to-back. Uh, on the last lap, so that was definitely nerve-wracking, you know, for a guy leading the race. You hate to see a caution on the last lap, and uh, so that was definitely nerve-wracking there the last closing laps. Um, but other than that, I mean, the racetrack was real racy. It was slick, daytime race, but it was slick top to bottom, so uh, you could really race all over it. And, uh, it was just a pretty good race, and yeah, it's, we uh, come out on top. Well, with it being the season ender at Thunderbird, uh, we, we've got to ask, uh, do you have anything left on the 2020 season, or are you going to put that 79 car up on Jacks and get it ready for 2021? Uh, we have one more race uh, next week. Uh, Saturday, it's the rain makeup from a couple weeks ago at Winston there. Uh, and it's actually championship night over there. I believe we're leading points uh, at Winston. So um, not that we care too much about points racing, but it just happened to work out that way that we're over there every week and, well, and you wouldn't be point, so. you wouldn't be too disappointed to get another track championship under your belt, would you? No, no, no. <laughs> but like I said, we don't. You know, we kind of try to veer away from the points racing. It kind of has you committed to stuff. You know, when you don't always want to be committed to the points racing, and so it just happened to work out that way. Like I said, Friday nights after work, it's just close to close to work, and worked out that way. Where we're over there every Friday. So, uh, like I said, it's just it. If it goes good and then we win it, great. If not, it's not the end of the world. <laughs> well, congratulations, Nick. Great job on the win, especially with everything your family been going through. Uh, nice work. And, uh, hey, if you can wrap up that championship on Saturday as well, uh, great job to you there as well. Yeah, yeah, I appreciate it. Uh, yeah, it's just been the past couple of weeks definitely been pretty hard on our family. And so to win, to go win uh, the next race after my grandpa had passed was just definitely really special for me and my dad and, we had kind of a moment together on Saturday where, you know, we just kind of you know, reminisced a little bit with grandpa and her about grandpa and stuff. So yeah, it was definitely special needed for us and our family. And now we can move on and have a little bit of closure and try to go for 2021. All right, Nick. Sounds good. Good. Uh, again, congratulations and good luck this coming weekend. All right. Thank you. I appreciate it. Does the long race season have your body looking like it's headed to the junkyard shredder? And no, I don't mean your, your physical body. They can't help you with this. Check out our friends at racefastener.com by Sherman Enterprises. They have rivets, body bolts, body tools, and more. Cheap pricing and quantity discounts are available. There's just an $8 flat rate shipping or free shipping on orders over $100. And... 
here's the cool thing. Use coupon code HPH. That's coupon code HPH for $10 off your first order of $50 or more at racefastener.com. Now, if your car looks like that because it's not fast enough, if you're looking for more speed out of your dirt race car, contact Brennan Sherman at Sherman Enterprises for data-driven engineering and testing. They offer DRP pull-down rig testing, data acquisition track testing, complete chassis geometry analysis, and chassis updates. They're located right in Albion, Indiana. So easy to get to and so easy to work with. Don't get left in the dust. Call Brennan and start winning. Call 260-636-6225. That's 260-636-6225. Or email Brennan at teamse.com. And with that taken care of, now it's time for our final interview on the night. Rich, let us know who we're speaking with. Well, Zach, this gentleman just wrapped up the All-Star Performance Late Model Challenge Series Championship at the Battle by the Bay this weekend at Tri-City Motor Speedway. He picked up two $10,000 wins this summer, so anybody who knows this guy and you see him running around, he's buying. Uh, <laughs> makes his name in, makes his home in Ionia, Michigan. Travis Stemmler, welcome back to Horsepower Happening. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me on the show. Man, we talked uh, – after merit, you kind of thought you had this thing wrapped up. You could go to Battle by the Bay and have some fun. Did you have some fun this weekend? Oh, yeah, I did. I had a blast. You know, uh, uh, we come up a couple spots short, but, you know, we were right there, too, in contention. So it was a, it was a good race for us. Nice to wrap up the season, uh, first season in that Anklam Racing number four machine. Uh, and really, to be honest with you, you guys were almost flawless all season long. Oh, they just, uh, we're having so much fun together and, you know, getting the equipment worked on during the week and showing up ready to go. And, and, uh, that's what we both talked about at the start of the season. So, uh, maintenance is everything. You know, I, I, I want to bring up this Travis, that, uh, you look like a different driver behind the wheel of the number four machine. And I, I mean, obviously something's different because you've went to victory lane more this season than I've seen um, in, in a while from you. And not to say that this is your most win, winning season, but um, you definitely have shown some really great performance this year. Even so that I think that uh, folks may even notice a little bit more of an aggressive side of you on the racetrack. Do you, do you think that anything has changed for you as far as your driving style or with the team? Um, have you been able to do things a little different than you normally would have uh, a couple of years ago? Uh, me and Chad had a talk at the start of the year in Kayla and, and we just, you know, Chad's like, Hey, I'm not going to be upset if you lose four spots going for the lead, you know, and if something happens, you know, just go for it and, and, uh, have fun doing it, you know? And, uh, so therefore I was the first night we were racing with Chad Finley and, um, kind of bottom dominant racetrack that first night. And last restart, I was, you know, there, but maybe not the best car for, you know, Chad, but told myself I got to put it up high and go for the win. So I've kind of had that in the back of my mind the whole season that, you know, let's go for wins and have fun. And if it plays out, it plays out. If not, oh, well. <laughs> now, this year you uh, you bagged a couple of big money wins. Uh, I think the only one that can probably claim that they kept up with you on, on big money wins this year is Dona Marcoulier. That's pretty good company keeping. Oh, yeah. It's, it's huge. Like someone, you know, I always thought it'd be cool to win one 10,000 to win show in my life, you know, in a career. And then, 
you know, if someone would have asked me at the start of the year, hey, do you think you would have won two ten grand to win? It was like, man, that'd be a long shot, you know, just, you know, trying to keep the head under control. But, yeah, it uh, definitely uh, was a dream come true season with the wins and the amount of money wins. And it just uh, it still hasn't sunk in really quite yet. <laughs> well, you become the inaugural champion with the All-Star Performance Late Model Challenge Series on top of, uh, you know, the, the $10,000 to win races. Um, talk to me about the Challenge Series now as a whole. Now that you've put it behind you, uh, well, not really. I mean, it's, what, two days old at this point. But uh, talk to me about how that series went, what you thought about it. Obviously, you're probably a fan, given that you won the championship. But um, do you look for it to come back in, in 2021? Are you, uh, I mean, if, if Mike pulls the trigger, are you going to try to defend that? Oh, yeah. I mean, you can, hats off to Mike and All-Star Performance, um, you know, Kurt and John and all those guys you know, behind helping out the grassroots of racing because, you know, without them giving back, you know, it's, it's not possible. And, and black mirror, uh, putting big money shows out. I mean, it's right here in our backyard. We definitely will want to come back next year and, and, you know, compete at these shows and possibly go for the title as long as schedules and things don't conflict. But yeah, we definitely, uh, hats off to them and and it's so cool to have something like this in our state so we're gonna we're gonna break some uh news here on horsepower happenings tonight groundbreaking news that you will will be back in the number four anklem racing machine in 2021 oh yes for sure i'll be definitely be back with anklem racing next year i mean we're having so much fun we're great friends and and um I couldn't ask to be in a better spot right now in life. You know, as far as the race season goes for you, Travis, by this point in the year, you would probably have already been down uh, to Eldoro a couple of times this year, and that's a track that I know that you really, really enjoy going to, and uh, you have a lot of fun down there. you got to win down there in the UMP Modifieds. Um, give me your thoughts on not being able to go to that track specifically. Obviously, um, you've done a lot of great things here in the state of Michigan. You've done some traveling earlier this year, but your connection to that racetrack, how hard has it been for you to stay away this year? Uh, it's been hard because, uh, you know, that's what we kind of talked about when we put this team together is, you know, we're like, we're going for Eldora's championship and nothing else. Um, you know, we wanted to get down there and, and, you know, represent Michigan and and go for the bigger crown jewel shows, you know, trying to make them and, you know, just try to get better down there. But, I mean, everything in life plays out the way it's supposed to. And, I mean, if we would have been, you know, down there, you know, they do Labor Day and Memorial Day Sundays. Well, you know, Mike had a couple shows on those weekends. So, therefore, maybe we ain't the champion, you know, mm-hmm. the all-star performance series challenge you know series so mm-hmm. um everything just kind of plays out and uh it's been hard but it's also cool to be finally a series champion what with is some of these great guys that we race against well and that's just it too and what what is it about that racetrack uh, down there at eldora obviously uh the esteem history that it has but what is your connection there why do you have such a draw to that place uh, when i was uh, growing up you know i'm used to 96 in the old half mile which was fast, um, big sweeping corners. And, uh, when I was just nine years old, um, going down to help my dad and, you know, you pull into this, you know, you're just like, where's this place at? Where's this place at? And then 
there's cornfield and then here's this like whoa like is this emory city you know like just (laughs) crazy to see and then you know you just go down in the infield and I don't know. There's just something when I pull in. It just feels like home. It really it's, is. Um, you know, it really is one of the most prestigious dirt tracks in the country. If you've never been there. Oh, it, it's just, I mean, the the stands and the box. And I mean, and that wasn't all there when I first went down there. It's just the track. It's just so technical and, and the track is fast, but it can slicken off. And it's just fun racing. It just slide jobs and just, Anything and everything you think you've seen, you can see it out Eldora. So um, we definitely look forward to hopefully this COVID stuff lifts next year and be able to get down there. You know, Travis, and that was, you know, kind of leading me in my next question. You know, we didn't know at the beginning what 2020 was going to do. We didn't know if we were going to go racing at all. And, and, and we obviously got to spend quite a bit of time together this summer what do you take back out of this summer? I mean, you got a whole lot more racing done probably than you thought you were going to get done back in April. And, um, it, it just worked out so well for you. I mean, how does all that sit with you? Oh, I mean, at first we were like, man, we ain't going to race until maybe June, July. And then, uh, you know, me and Chad started talking and he's like, you know, let's, let's travel, you know, we got the stuff ready, let's go. And, and then, uh, so we went to a couple of shows out of state, which I think just makes us tougher as a team to, you know, go against different places, different drivers, different tracks. And then, you know, Mike was able to open up in the state, which is awesome because, uh, you know, I think he only missed one regular show. I think it was, or maybe he got the whole season in compared to the other, um, schedule, which is cool for him too. And then they didn't have one rain out. Um, those season just kind of, it was weird, but it was cool. It was, uh, it's hard to explain. It's still kind of hard to explain. Like there's no specials, uh, you know, Great Lakes Nationals is normally this weekend. None of that. So it's kind of, it's a weird season for sure. Yeah. You know, I joked with <laughs> Mike, good season. I joked with Mike the last time I saw him, I said, you know, you're going to get cornered at the MSPA meeting this year. And, uh, some, some other racetrack promoters are probably going to have a word with you, uh, about what you did this year. But, uh, <clears throat> Like you said, hats off to him for getting that done. Uh, Travis, when we talked to you earlier this year, way back when we first heard about Chad and Inklem, uh, Chad and Kayla Inklem and, uh, you know, that team team that you were going to join, you told us, you said, well, it's probably not going to be the Travis Demler show. I'm going to have to give the seat up a couple of times to Chad um, because, you know, it's his car and he wants to keep racing it. Um, I'm guessing it was a little bit of a hard decision for Chad to pull you out of a race car when you're winning so much. Um, but, uh, you were, I mean, were you still ready to jump out if Chad wanted to jump back in? What, I mean, was that conversation ever had of, Hey, I think I'd like to drive this race car this weekend, or was he 100% committed to you this year? Um, yeah, I mean, there was always like, you know, at the start, it was like, Hey, hey if you, you want to race it, you know, go ahead. And he was like, Oh no, we're, we're good. You know, keep on going. And, and then, uh, eventually later in the summer, he was like, you know, I'm having a lot of fun wrenching and being there. And, uh, you know, uh, we had our, we had like a routine almost, uh, you know, I would go watch the track and he'd have everything ready for me to go through before we put everything back on the car. Um, Hotch, my tire guy he had everything ready with the tires and fuel and tire pressure so we just became 
uh, molded team, like really fast and quick. And, uh, you know, the conversation was brought up that he's like, I don't really want to break this up right now. Everything's mm-hmm. really good. You know, he's like, you know, so I, and he said it was a hard decision and, and I bet it was, but you know, it's, uh, I mean, hats off cause, uh, you know, things kind of played out where we were winning big races because we found fine-tuned the car. But I'm just so happy with the team that we have. It's it's uh, it's really fun to show up and know what I got to do, and they know what they got to do, and it just makes everything great. Can you imagine uh, if if Chad got in the car and was winning all these races, and you had to go, okay, what do you want the right rear set for at the feature? Uh, do you think you'd be able to do that? I mean, if that's what it takes to get the car in victory lane, you know, <laughs> that's what the team's all about. Yeah, but, I just, I'm with uh, you. I can't imagine how hard that would be, you know, to, to step away from the seat and let someone else wheel it to victory lane. But uh, thankfully for you, you were the one that was doing the wheeling. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, if, if that put it that way, yeah. But, uh, I mean, he's uh, such a great car owner and, and Kayla and his dad and just everybody that's involved with this is, has, I can't even put into perspective or, you know, I'm just so happy that that's all I can say. <laughs> you know, we had, a, uh, Travis and I had a conversation just about this, Zach, I think it was three, four weeks ago at Merritt. And, um, they were calling the late models out to dry the track. And he said, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to let him go out and dry the track. <laughs> off." <laughs> so that was his chance yep. to get in the car. <laughs> yeah. I was like, uh, Hey, Chad, uh, Go ahead, you know, and, <laughs> and uh, give him the old uh, steering wheel back there for a minute and let him uh, back in the track. So. Well, Ch- uh, uh, Travis, I just almost called you Chad. Uh, Travis, it's been awesome to watch you uh, do what you've done this summer, um, win all those races and have some fun. I-, I can't imagine that you guys are ready to to put the car up on stands just yet. Do you have anything else on your schedule here for 2020? Uh, yeah, we're going to do uh, some more racing for sure. Um we're going to check some schedules um, and uh, get things around for uh, this coming up weekend, um, either Winston or 96. Um, um, we have to talk about that and then uh, next the following weekend and then just see where things go. You know, we're trying to keep track of uh, motor laps and things like that so that we can start off next year uh, ready to go. But um, yeah, we're definitely going to keep racing for a little while. Well, Travis, thanks so much for joining us tonight. Um, congratulations on an awesome season, and we look forward to seeing you at a racetrack again here real soon. Well, thank you guys very much. And, yeah, I can't thank uh, Anklam Racing enough for all they've done this year. And, and then uh, all of our great sponsors, Great Lakes Direction of Drilling, Integra Racing Shocks, uh, XR1 Racing, or XR1 Rocket Chassis. I got to thank Vermeer, Burn Transmission, uh, Pro Power Racing Engine. AP Smiley Contracting, uh, Gary Sharon Patrick, Cusack Collision, McAllister Cat Rentals, um, Heinz Tree Service, Helm Electric, Twisted Monkey, Positive Cleaning, um, Fist Trucking, just everybody that's involved with this that uh, keeps us going up and down the road and all of our great fans and just uh, 
very excited for next year. Well, it's always such a pleasure to talk with Travis, and uh, our appreciation goes out to Nick Kurtz as well as Carson Hosevar for making some time for us tonight. Full program, Rich, and uh, we talked about it being specials season. Obviously, we did a full rundown on the Glass City 200 earlier this uh, this show, but how about Hartford Speedway? I am so happy for Tim and Leah Dibble. They are going to open the gates this coming Saturday, Rich, with the Great Lakes Super Sprints, and uh, I'm really happy. Hartford's going to get a couple shows in this year. And let's tell the bigger story. Zach Heiser is going to be there calling the action for the Great Lakes Super Sprint. Yeah, I'm excited to get back behind the mic with the sprint cars. I was a little bummed out when I left I-96 that that was going to be it for sprint car racing this year. But uh, I am looking forward to getting back behind the wheel, uh, behind the wheel, back behind the microphone. And, uh, you know, those guys with the GLSS, they are some of the best drivers that you're going to find. Ryan Rule, uh, you know, uh, Dustin Daggett, uh, Greg Dahlman, I hope he kept his car together. He said he was going to put it on jacks after I-96. So we'll see if he's still got that car together and uh, see if he can come out and maybe pick up a win this year. Uh, I know that Greg has been looking for for that uh, that victory here in 2020, so maybe he can find it at Hartford. Rich, Glass City 200 on Saturday. We heard from Nick. Winchester's going to be racing on Saturday as well. Um, maybe one of the bigger stories is there's a lot of folks that are going to be getting ready for Owasso Nationals as they had to push back their modified portion of the show or the modified special to this coming weekend. So it's kind of become an Owasso Nationals tune-up race this coming weekend in Owasso. Yeah, a lot of big races going on. That's what happens in September, Zach. You know, I mean, when the weather can be an issue, uh, you know, everybody – and there's – that's a lot of big races and a lot of race fans that haven't been able to see a lot of pavement racing here in 2020. And, and I think that's a good thing. I think there's enough to go around, uh, you know, and, and I'm, I'm, I'm disappointed, you know, instead of seeing your second glass city 200, uh, the second best thing is you being able to go out to Hartford and announce for the uh, Great Lakes Super Sprint. So you're excused for Saturday. <laughs> well, thank you so much. Good luck this weekend to you, sir. Have fun at the Glass City 200. And uh, to you race fans, we don't care where you go. We'd love to see you at Hartford or at Toledo. But wherever you go, make sure you get out there and support your racers and your race tracks if you so feel comfortable to do so. And, of course, we ask you to please follow the rules and regulations that have been set forth by the racetracks, as we've been telling you all season. Um, you know, if you don't agree with them, the racetrack is only doing what they can do to be open. So we just ask that you do that so they can keep on racing right through the end of the year. We're almost there anyhow. So what's a couple more weeks? So, uh, Rich, that's going to do it for us. Uh, have a good weekend. Good luck. And we'll talk to you on Monday. You got it, bud. You too. All right. We will uh, see you Monday as well. And same time, same place. Stay in tune with us. What we're doing all weekend long. Horsepowerhappenings.com. And like and follow us at Horsepower Happenings on Facebook and Twitter. For Rich France, for Scott Menlin, I'm Zach Heiser. Have a great week. We'll talk next Monday, same time, same place. You've been listening to Horsepower Happenings. Catch up on past episodes by logging on to horsepowerhappenings.com. And be sure to tune in next week to keep up on what's happening.